Welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show, where you learn the stories and systems that have turned hardworking, self-employed business owners like yourself into highly successful, leisurely entrepreneurs. This show is dedicated to those who went into business for themselves because they had an idea or suggestion that ignited their passions to do more, to do it better, and to solve a problem in our community. Whether your business started in a basement, a garage, or at a kitchen table, this episode will bring to you a system, a tip, or an entrepreneur that has been where you are and can guide you to living the fulfilling life you desire for yourself. Here's your host and serial solopreneur, Janine Bolin. Hello, and welcome to The Thriving Solopreneur. This is Janine Bolin, and with me today, we are so lucky. We happen to have a certified financial planner and a young woman who has done so much with her author career. We can't wait to talk about that, but Dawn Sanatoriello is with us today, and she is the founder and CEO of DS Financial Strategies, which is a fee-based financial planning firm, and they develop custom plans designed to maximize the efficiency of your money. Dawn is also focused on empowering women, couples and entrepreneurs to reach their financial goals so that they have peace of mind and they've got some economic confidence going on. She was born in Brooklyn, New York and raised in Long Island. And lucky enough, she did graduate from Adelphi University with a BS in finance. So she currently lives in King of Prussia there in uh, Pennsylvania, just located outside of Philadelphia. But one of the neat things about Dawn is she's a well-rounded person because when she's away from the office, she's also living true to her wellness and wealth lifestyle by hiking, kayaking, mountain biking, and meditating. So Dawn was the former host of Conquer Your Finances, Conquer Your Life on RVN TV, and she has been published in numerous blogs and journals, including A Wealth Planning Advisor, Let's Talk Philadelphia, and featured in Forbes, Investment Advisor, Market Watch, and the Philadelphia Inquirer. And not only that, this past week, she became the number one best-selling author in investing and money management with her latest book. Dawn, welcome so much to the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. And I just want to correct you one little bit. I became number one in the budget and money category and number two in the investment category, just in case anyone. That's okay. We like to keep it as uh, authentic as possible. So thank you for the correction. I always appreciate it. So the book is called The Spiritual Path to Prosperity, The Truth About Money Revealed. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about the book, but more importantly, I think her uh, acumen as a certified financial planner is what really is going to help. Many times when I was doing my financial seminars and helping people, I was a financial coach and I always quickly said, I am not an accountant. I am not a financial planner. I happen to be a scientist who figured the money game out and this is how I did it. But as soon as people started developing needs for a longer term plan than just getting out of debt, I would immediately hand off to somebody like Dawn, who was a certified financial planner who could then educate people on how to move forward with their finances. So talk to us a little bit about some of the techniques and some of the situations you've seen uh, with your clientele that are things that are the top three things that people need to do, whether they're a business owner or not. But being a business owner or an entrepreneur, you may have to uh, finagle your finances a little bit. So talk to us about that. Sure. The number one thing you have to do is first pay yourself. Pay yourself first. Um, Ideally, you want to pay yourself 20%. But if that's not ideal, um, at least 15 or 10%, 10%, whatever you can do, because 
you need to develop that discipline because that's going to help you in the long run for the long-term view strategy. So that's number one. Um, number two, keep saving on a consistent basis. And also number three is start working with someone early on. I know as an entrepreneur, um, you may, it may be a lot of CFPs don't want to work with you. But I help people as long as you're profitable and you could save, depending on your age, like if you're in your 30s, if you could save a few hundred dollars a month, that'll be ideal. Ideally, you want to save about like $5,000 a year um, to get started when you're that young of an age. Because what you're going to do is you're going to build up your own bank. Because as a business owner, it's not always inflows of cash. Sometimes there's lean times as we just came through the pandemic. We saw that. So I'm going to help you develop your own little personal bank. So that way, whenever you need some money to expand your business or for an emergency, you, you have access to your money. Because what happens traditionally? You have to go to a bank, and if they see you're struggling, they're not going to loan you any money. Or if there's a pandemic, like what was it, Wells Fargo, they stopped giving out lines of credit? Like we have to take responsibility because, again, it's all about us. We're the business owner. We can't rely on anyone but ourselves. That's what we got to think about. And it's great if we do have some help, like the whole PPP loans that came in, that was a godsend for many people. But I want you to be strong on your own and be able to survive no matter what. And so that's the first thing we're going to do. We're going to develop a savings plan that you have access to. All you have to do is call up an 800 number and say, hey, I need my money. Boom, deposit it in your account the next day. No filling out these long loan applications, waiting to get approved. No, you have access to your money when needed. So you can create more opportunities with your business. You could survive the lean times. So that's where I differ from most financial planners. A lot of them don't even really know about this strategy. And if they've heard about it, they don't know how to implement it uh, practically. And I actually kind of briefly, well, more than briefly, go over this in the book too, um, which you could find on Amazon. So that's the one key I would say you would have to start thinking about first as a business owner. Like I said, when I got into the business, that's what I did. Like, it was kind of like a struggle, but I still managed. I was, I think I was saving. It was $230 and one cent. I don't know why that one penny was in there, but that's what it worked out to be. And I saved that religiously. Um, but where I failed, which I talked about in the book, I lacked the discipline to actually pay that back. And yeah, so you'll learn that story in there. So I don't want you to lack the discipline. Luckily I have recovered. So, but um, I've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to, and I'm here to help you because I had another prospect or person, she told me her business, she couldn't get a loan and she needed it to stay afloat. She ended up going out of business. I'm like, oh my God, if people just knew their strategies that you can implement so that you could have access to money when you needed them, um, it would be so wonderful. So that's why I'm glad we're talking about this today because no one else talks about this. So thank you, Janine. You're welcome. It's always a pleasure to be able to talk to people about not only financial strategies, but what works for some people is are not going to work for others. And that's why the Thriving Solopreneur Show was so important to me because a lot of people that are solopreneurs, they feel like their business is just scraping by. But when you implement first, pay yourself first. If you make sure that you are paying yourself first out of your business, then all the other expenses will be handled because you're making sure to pay yourself first and you're just not reaching into the cash 
register drawer and pulling cash out or reaching into PayPal. Ooh, I wonder if people paid me. You know, it's like you're not doing that fly by the seat of your pants anymore. You're actually got a discipline technique. So what do you recommend for people to develop discipline? You talked about how there was a bit of time where you struggled in that. So how do you help people have a discipline when it comes to money? Well, here's another thing too. And along those lines of what we just talked about being disciplined, you want to separate your business and your personal account. So have two different checking accounts, one for business. That's only for business, not to go on this. You see it's a great shoe sale. No, that is business money only. And then you have your personal account um, and how I'm set up. And again, talk to your CPA. I'm set up as a single member LLC and taxed as an S corp. So I actually pay myself a payroll. So your accountant can decide if that's better for you. And the benefit of that is you save on um, self-employment taxes, but always separate your money. So, because you don't want to be dipping into different accounts. Um, So that's the one thing I learned. I did that early on too. So that's like the number two tip. And then the discipline is think about the end goal. What is your end goal? Because you got into being an entrepreneur because you're here to bring your message to the world and bring some great value. So never lose sight of your why. And that's going to help keep you focused. Um, So don't get distracted. I would get distracted by shiny, bright objects all the time. Like, ooh, this great course is going to help me. Oh, this coaching program. And no, don't, that everyone's going to come at you too, especially as you rise up and become more successful. There's going to be so many opportunities coming at you. People are going to be asking you for all kinds of money for all kinds of programs. No, you do what serves you and what feels right. Um, you don't have to say yes to everything. You can keep the doors open for future opportunities, but make sure you stay on the path. Don't get distracted. What you're doing is working and that's why you're elevating. So keep moving forward with that. And that's going to help you reach your goal. So that would be like my number two tip. Um, as far as that goes, I find it very wonderful that you mentioned the two separate checking accounts and two, you know, like you have two separate credit cards, you have the business credit card and you have the personal credit card. One of those, that was something I learned very early on when I first started running my businesses when I was about 16. I set it up separately that way so that I could keep track of what was happening in my life. And I didn't realize that a lot of people did not know that tip. So thank you for stating what some people would consider the obvious because there are so many people who are not playing uh, their business that way. They're not working it that way. So when it comes to being a certified financial planner, what on earth drove you to even become one? I mean, this is a lot of math, my friend. This is <laughs> a lot of training. And and I don't think people realize to be a certified financial planner, there is so many tests. There's like 12 to 13 tests you guys have to take to even get through to be considered a certified financial planner. So talk to us a little bit about what brought you into this field. Let's see. Well, when I was a kid, I was a little geek. I had my little, remember those accounting journals? Yes. I would set up categories for CDs, like the music line. I know many people out there don't even know what a CD is, but it came out before, it was right after the cassette tape. And I guess before the MP3s or iPods. And now we're on, I think we're on MP3s. I don't even, who knows what we're on streaming. Now we're streaming. Now we don't even need anything. Um, So I would save for that. I'd save for my future house, my car clothes. I had all these categories and I'd go work my butt off, like shoveling, picking up apples in our yard and chestnuts. We had an apple and chestnut tree and we got paid for that. I helped my dad and I would go categories my money into those accounts. Um, then I went to school for finance and money always came easily to me. So, and that was my passion because I, I didn't want to be poor because I was poor growing up. Like I got adopted and luckily my life turned around, but 
it was rough in the early days. So I, I knew that I was like, I never want to be poor. So my first thing I was going to do is I was going to be an actress, a model and a star. Well, apparently I'm talking to you and I'm not in Hollywood. So that didn't happen. <laughs> but um, so then I was like, okay, let me go get a finance degree. That's easy. Um, and then I've been in, I was in the business, was it like 14 years? And I had tried previously to do, to study for the CFP program. Um, I was scared because someone had told me they failed when they got up to one course. And I, that stopped me in my tracks. I attempted it and I was failing my little practice test. And I was like, I'm not doing this. So I quit for three years and then the, I was inspired to write the book and I was like, okay, if I'm going to write a book about woo-woo spiritual stuff and finances, there's no way I could do that without a CFP designation. So I better go get that. So I finished up the last year, like the couple courses, like you need six whole courses. You have to do a project. You have to get sponsored by someone. You need to have three years of planning experience and pass this huge test that only 62% pass on the first time. And I passed. Congratulations. It's quite an accomplishment. Anytime somebody tells me, oh yeah, I'm a certified financial planner. I'm like, high five. Oh my gosh. I know what you've gone through. I mean, I've never gone through it myself, but I've just talked to enough of you. Yeah. So well done on that. And then as you, as you move forward, you decided to probably niche yourself in a very unique way. So talk to us a little bit about how you moved from what you were being trained to do into what you enjoy doing. Okay. So November 19th, November 5th, 2019, I became a certified financial planner. Then as we moved into the world, the world changed March. Was it March 13th? I think the whole world shut down in 2020. And I was like, Hmm, what am I going to do now? I was like, you know what? Now's as good a time as ever. I'm going to go niche myself out. I'm going to be let my spiritual woo-woo-ness hang all out, get out of the closet. And I did that, um, combined it with money. And then I had this great signature talk that I speak to when I speak to a lot of groups, I do this presentation releasing the five biggest money blocks holding you back, which also you can find out what those five blocks are in my book. And I've had great success around the country with it. So then I was like, you know what? Let me just go finish writing that book I was going to do that I kept saying, oh, yeah, I'm writing a book. Yeah. You know, and I never I would procrastinate. So I got it done. And now it's like it's so amazing. And what I am so excited about, like I, I'm still living the dream here. I am over the moon. Not only did I become a number one bestseller, but in the category of investing, I am number two. That is huge for two reasons. One, I'm a female. And I'm not using that as an excuse or oh, anything. It's, but in my field, it's male dominated. So to be a woman to number two in that spot is amazing. Not only that is I'm woo woo. I'm spiritual, metaphysical. I'm into the law of attraction. Now to bring that to finances and make it to number two in the investing category, that's unheard of. It's like, I'm here to shake up the whole investment world. It's, it's so amazing. And it's just, it's a dream come true. Like I could have, yeah. So Moral of the story, I did get my fame. I just never became a famous actress. I'm, maybe I'll it's, be a famous author. <laughs> it's always fascinating to me how our dreams do happen, but it, not in the way you expect. So, like, I had a dream that I wanted to 
own a building on Main Street and have a bookshop underneath, a bookstore underneath, and that I would live at the top. I I just always thought that was a wonderful way to have a business and live in your business, right? Well, what ended up happening is when I really sat back and looked, I just started laughing because I had written five books by this point, and I was working in the basement on a computer, and I was selling them all digitally, and we lived in the ha- in the house, and it was like I had my office, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's not on Main Street. It doesn't look anything like I had the vision. But I have made that. And so I want to talk to uh, you about the fact that as thriving solopreneurs, there is a lifestyle. There is a dream that we business owners have. It's why we're in business for ourselves. And sometimes we'll trick ourselves out of it. It can be a a pretty lonely road, especially like yourself. (laughs) You're like, hey, I graduated. Oh my God, the world shut down, right? I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. And so as you're sitting in in that place, talk to us a little bit about how you had this dream of of making sure you got the book done, but how do you stay going when you have that dark night of the soul and the rent is due and you're trying to figure out how to make your payments and you got people you're, you're paying, you know? So Mm -hmm. how do you go ahead and how, how do you keep yourself going and inspired? Well, I almost quit 19 weeks into my career and that was 16 and a half years ago. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go be a, what are those? A pharmaceutical rep, go give doctors pills. And then I didn't. So then I just, so the answer to your question is tenacity and never giving up because I've done it the hard way. I'm, I wasn't on all referrals. I moved to two different areas where I knew nobody. I, one place I knew my two brothers, but they never became clients till like years later. So I just kept going, did side hustles. Um, there was one point I talk about I, in the book, I was stuck in a parking garage because I had 200 bucks to my name and I, my credit cards were maxed out. And talk about embarrassing, but I made it happen. I turned it around in that year. I made over six figures and it was because of my drive and the belief in myself. Like I know I'm going to make it like that was always there. No matter all the obstacles. Yeah. I got frustrated and like cried. I was crying to my front porch. Like why me? Why is this happening? But I never gave up. And then once you break through and experience success, you attract more success. So you just got to keep on going through that dark night of the soul because I wish I learned this earlier and you guys, so here, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to speed up the process for you. Your story is your glory. So use it. Don't be ashamed by it. That's going to catapult you to success. Like being stuck in the parking garage. I never thought that would, I was embarrassed, but apparently people resonate with that and they can, they just like, they identify and can see themselves in that. Um, So it's great. And then I always like, like yesterday, I was so proud and so honored because I was like, you know what? I think this book is going to change my life. For like the past couple of months, I'm like, I'm like and then I would pull like, okay, here's the spiritual womanness. I list, I read, uh, have people pull my cards and stuff and all the readings kind of kept saying that. And I was like, oh my God. And then now it's like the dream is becoming a reality. And it's all because again, never given up. If you have that fire, that burning in your soul, that's your calling. That means you're on the right path. Though it might not feel like it, you might want to quit. Don't do it because you wouldn't have that dream inside of you if it wasn't going to be birthed to the world. So just remember that. And also surround yourself. I'm getting the chills. Oh my God. Surround yourself with other positive people. Like I'm a part of this amazing women's networking group called Fem City. Without these girls, like, well, they really helped uplift me and support me. So being around people, never giving up that those are the keys to help you thrive. 
And so one last thing, uh, you've mentioned your book and the emotional barriers that people have to wealth and that sort of thing. Pick one of the five, just pick one of the five and, and share with us the one that resonates with you right now. Let's see. Um, for the mining blocks for me, let's see, I guess, um, it comes down to like number with the number one block prioritizing the needs of others ahead of yourself. So I did that all the time. Like for example, with my clients, I love them so dearly and I gave everything away for free because that's how I was. So I was just still going above and beyond and not really valuing myself. And I was struggling. And now I kind of, I, I think I've broken free. I was afraid to charge my worth and I just upped my prices last week. So I was like, that was a huge step for me. So being able to value myself too, because what I offer is important to people and it's worth a value. And then even some people said, yeah, Dawn, we wonder why you don't really charge that much. Like you're worth it. So that would be the biggest block I see is prioritizing the needs of others ahead of yourself. And it all goes back to self-love. So having love in yourself and knowing your worth is really going to help propel your business. And if there are people that need some guidance on being able to do that, I would like to recommend a book by Barbara Stanny. And I think her name is now Barbara Husson. But, <laughs> but Barbara Stanny, many, many years ago, and it's still just as viable today, uh, wrote a book called Overcoming Under Earning. And that literally walks you through step by step. And once you've worked through Overcoming Under Earning, then I recommend you read Dawn's book so that you can then start getting the, the pieces and parts that are necessary to your business. So make sure that you understand that when it comes to finances and your journey, it's a lifelong process. We are still learning. We're still curious. We're still gathering things. And and every time I think I've overcome yet another part of my background or my training, something will slap me upside the face and I'll be like, wow, I didn't realize that that gold nugget you know, has a, has a lot of dirt on it that I'm going to have to clean off of my own garbage. So, uh, Dawn, any closing, any closing comments you'd like to share with us before we finish out today? Yeah, let's bring it back to the financial piece. It's important to get your team together early on your bookkeeper, uh, your CPA, like do not do TurboTax. A CPA has valuable advice uh, that TurboTax is not going to give you and work with your certified financial planner. Find one that is willing to work with you with what you have, because again, even though you might not have a lot of money to invest, you probably have 500, 600 bucks a month extra that you could start putting into a plan to help you grow and invest, um, which is an important piece. So that would be my final advice for you guys. And so this has been Dawn's wonderful aspect to us, helping us with the finances, helping us with a little bit of the spiritual path of prosperity. Her book, The Spiritual Path to Prosperity, The Truth About Money Revealed, is now available on Amazon and has launched her in places she's always wanted to go. But she also has a lot of neat free stuff. And so I want you to be sure to check out Dawn's YouTube page. I love YouTube. I learned so much there. Her page is D as in David, S as in Sam, DS Financial Strategies, and make sure you check in with Financial Fridays with Dawn. Is there any place else you'd like to have our people go to, Dawn? Yeah, they could go to my website, dsfinancialstrategies.com, and then I have a free ebook called Uncovering Your Money Blocks. So that's a free ebook they could download right there, and I have tons of educational shows, podcasts, uh, like you mentioned, Financial Fridays, things I've done in the past. I even have an online course um, that you can take that's on my website too under the shop tab. So yeah, there's valuable, so many resources there to help um, educate you and inspire you. 
have uh, thank you so much for taking time with us today, Dawn. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm, I love doing speaking to groups and helping people. And this is Janine Bowling with the Thriving Solopreneur Show. Remember, keep your feet firmly rooted to the ground as you reach for those stars, and you too will be able to realize the dreams that you have for yourself. We'll see you again next Friday. Thank you for listening to the Thriving Solopreneur Show. We hope you found this episode helpful and uplifting. Be sure to visit us at janinebolin.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find a library of videos, books, and podcast programs to guide you to the future you envision for yourself. We also ask that you visit our sponsor, the8gates.com, for the books and online courses that share with you the debt-free living lifestyle that allows business owners like yourself to flourish. Have a great day and see you next time.